Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest, Jeff Dalzell. He's an online coach helping moms and dads have more energy so they can play with their kids. This man knows a thing or two about having energy <laughs> to play with his kids. <laughs> Jeff, thanks for taking the time to be on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks, John. Excited to be here. Awesome. So uh, I'd love it for a few, like I know you a bit. I'd love to get you, let get to know you a little bit more, get the audience to get to know you a little bit more. So you just give us kind of like the backstory as long or short as you want to tell it of like what got you here in, in running a, an yeah. online business. Yeah. Um, so I was a, I was a high school teacher for five years. I was a high school math teacher and uh, got to a point where uh, I, I didn't like being the least popular person in the room because <laughs> most kids don't like math no matter how fun I tried to make it. Um, and I had been uh, trying to get, I, I kind of got into fitness myself personally uh, leading up to my wedding. Um, and I had always done kind of the roller coaster where I did like P90X for 90 days and got really in shape. And then six months later, I was taking my next before picture for insanity and then, you know, whatever the next thing is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I anticipated doing this again for my wedding, right? I was like, all right, I'm going to get in the best shape I can for my wedding. And then I'll probably be back where I am again. And uh, I just started to get frustrated with, with that as I was leading into getting married. I was like, what kind of husband am I going to be if I can't like hmm. take care of myself for any kind of consistency? Like how am I going to take care of a family and kids down the road? And so it was a moment where I was like, I got to figure out something a little different. And so that was kind of what started it for me where that was kind of the last before picture I took. Um, and we, we just celebrated our six year wedding anniversary. So it's been about six and a half years um, since then. And so, and I was teaching and I was coaching football and, and I always loved coaching. And, and so then as I was training, I started like kind of training some other people um, friends of mine and things like that, low key. And, and then wanted to kind of go a little bit, bit more involved. And so, uh, left teaching, there was an opportunity for me to leave teaching and kind of get into training. And so was training in person a lot and then, uh, COVID <laughs> and oh, yeah. that was an interesting time, right? Like I was the first, uh, full school year that I wasn't teaching. And so it was a little bit of a panic moment for me, like, oh, my gosh, did I make the, a horrible life decision to, like, leave for what I thought was a stable industry of, yeah. of yeah. the fitness world? Like, people are always going to want to meet trainers and uh, not when they're at home. And so that was when I started online. So that was, you know, summer of 2020 um, that I've been online. Um I still train in person as well because I just like interacting with people. Um, and then really kind of right around that time too, in April of 2020, my first son was uh, born. Um, my older son was born. Um, and so that was kind of when I started to even pivot even more how I trained myself um, into, hey, things are different now. I have a kid. Um, and so I'm not going to just go balls to the wall with my workout. One, I can't work mm. out five, six days a week for an hour, hour and a half or whatever it is. But I also like, I don't really care if I can put three, 400 pounds on a bar and lift it. And I don't want to, because like, if I twist weird, then I can't pick down, you know, bend down and pick up my kid. Mm -hmm. and so that was when it really kind of changed for me personally. Um, and how I got into to wanting to train dads and, and moms as well. Um, and that's kind of how that, that really honed in. Um, and now I have <laughs> three kids. Like you said, so we have we have uh, eight month old twins in addition to to my two year old. So it's a uh, it's a fun house over here. But wanting to be able to have the energy to to play with them is is really why I train versus like just trying to look good all the time. I love it. Yeah, I mean that shift is extremely important. I think every every parent I think goes through that at some point, and and usually when you hit that mark it changes your perspective on like how you approach fitness yeah. and in, in general, like I'm, I'm the same. I, I competed in powerlifting in 2017. Our son was a year old at that time, but I remember the training leading up to that. Like it was like five, six days a week. You know, the mm. sessions were two plus hours. Those squat bench deadlifts so many times, like I had knee problems, shoulder problems. Like I was, yeah. I was exhausted and I'm like, I loved it. Like I love the meat yeah. and all that, but I was like, I'm, I don't think I'll do this again. Like it was too, yeah. too taxing on me mentally, physically. I was away from, you know, my family, you know, for longer than I needed to be to train. Yeah. And now it's like, well now, like as of recording this, like I'll go to the gym in the mornings before everyone's up. Cause it got yeah. to a point where, you know, I have my gym behind me in my basement, but it's workouts are being rushed. Cause it was like this home environment. And I still couldn't really balance yeah. everything, but 
like yeah. you said, it's it's being able to move and have energy. It's not so much like yeah. you know certain percentage body fat or yeah, forget putting like hundreds of pounds of the weight on the bar. I don't yeah. I don't care about that yeah. stuff anymore either. It was no. cool. Like I think I put up three plates yeah. last year on on a squad, and I was like, awesome. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. It's not something I, I care for. And you're the same, right? Yeah. You have young, yeah. and especially with younger kids too, like, yeah. you know, eight months old, they're not crawling yet. You said they're just, they're almost there. Yeah. You're going to be picking them up a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Um, and even the two-year-old, right? The more he runs around stuff like that, like, yeah, you never know. So it's, it's interesting to hear other perspectives. Like, okay, that's, yeah. that does make sense as, as a fellow parent. Well, I had a moment, um, when I was like with just my, my older son, Levi, when he was, I don't know, he was probably eight, 10 months old or something like that. And I was still kind of like, I was like halfway into like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm doing this thing joint friendly. I was like, I'll still do some stuff. And for whatever reason, like I, I just did something a little weird and I tweaked my back um, doing a deadlift and it wasn't like, it wasn't anything drastic, but it was like, it hurt. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't even like I was doing crazy weight. It was just like, Hey, I just, I wasn't quite warmed up how I wanted to be mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And I tweaked my back and I like, couldn't pick him up for a couple of days and, and like to a 10 month old or a year old, like he didn't get it. He was very upset. And, and it was like, he didn't understand. And it was a moment like, he's looking at me with these eyes like daddy uppy. And I was like, I, I can't dude. And it was, it was a really, it was a, it was like a moment for me. I was like, I'll never, I never want what I did in the gym to impact my ability to be dad. Um, Like it should, it should enhance my ability to be dad, not take away from it. Like the idea that I had some people, some parents, I'm sure you've heard the story. Like I did a leg day and I like couldn't walk for two days. And so my kids wanted to play and I like, couldn't, couldn't play with them because my legs were too sore. It's like, all right, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of your workout. If like yeah. you can't do the rest of your life because you're you're walking around like a baby giraffe because you <laughs> obliterated yourself. Let's let's dig into that. Why why do you think people still train that hard or train that much? Even I just say even that that hard. I think uh, at least for like for me when I when I did it, it was a little bit of like this was always what I did right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the idea is like, try to get more done. And you talk about this all the time, like all or nothing, right? Like if I'm not, if I don't leave the gym crawling out, then I didn't actually get anything done. And I just had a conversation with a mom about this, you know, an hour and a half ago. And she was talking about like, we get into the mindset that like, if it's not an hour and I'm not like dripping sweat at the end, then it wasn't worth doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we we can maybe put a little bit too much stock in the in the effect of the workout within the hour yep right versus thinking about the other 23 hours of the day as where it actually happens and not thinking about that as like a stimulus and then the rest of the day is is how you get the benefit of that Mm -hmm. Um, versus like hey this this self-contained has to be that and it's also perpetuated by the market as, as a whole orange yeah. theory and F 45 and CrossFit and all these things that the, none of those are inherently bad, but the, a lot of the purpose of it, you get the, my zone stuff up on the wall. Like how many calories did you burn the Apple watches? Like people taking the pictures of the Apple watches. Yeah. I'm of the mentality that like the Apple watch has almost deteriorated some of the effectiveness of workouts. Cause people are just chasing that calorie count mm-hmm. versus Absolutely. actually trying to get better at the gym. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot. If I haven't in a while, maybe I should do it again. But it's it's with F45 CrossFit or especially CrossFit in Orange Theory, like their market and majority of fitness market is women over 30. Like that's let's yeah. be honest here. Magazine supplements for the most yeah. part, you know, fitness classes. But what I always see is, you know, women, and I don't want to like I'm not coming down to women. This is just what I what I notice, especially moms. They're already stressed, they're already busy. Mm-hmm. going from a stressed and busy household work environment, just life in general, kind of being on all the time and then jumping into a high intensity class for yep. 45 minutes is not going to make your return on that workout any better. It's actually probably yep. going to make it worse. It's going to yep. make it harder to stick to, you know, certain nutrition regimens or even cutting calories or fighting cravings. Cause if you're already stressed, you're even more stressed from the workout. Yeah. Granted, you might feel good after, it's still that stress in your body still there might impact your sleep might impact other things. So it's like, take a different approach. And I think 
that's one thing that people don't, I think, understand is the impact of exercise on the body. And like, as you said, it's a stimulus. It's not, you know, work as hard as you can for four to five minutes. And that's going to be why you see results. Yeah. You know, that, that can help, but you know, you don't have to go 90, hundred percent that much. Like I like yeah. a, t- a little bit of soreness here and there. Yeah. The days where I'm, I'm giraffe walking, as you put it, it's long gone. Like it, it's not fun anymore. When I was 20 oh. and I had nothing else to do, then it was great. As a 33 year old man with two kids and a puppy and business and like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to walk and enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you said something that's really valuable. I think that we miss that workout is like a work, the point a workout is a stressor, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like a stress in the way that we think about stress, but it puts stress on your body. And so your body is, is limited by how much stress that it can handle and then it's really the effectiveness of a workout is not necessarily how much stress you put on it. It's how well you recover from that stress. Nice. And so if you go five days a week to an orange theory class or whatever it is, and you're like stressing your body, then that's how you actually, and you don't recover properly because you're stressed in the rest of your life because of all the other things going on. And you're not able to eat properly or sleep properly or hydrate properly, all those things. If you're not doing those things, then you're going to come back to the next workout, especially if you do it with too quick of a turnaround Mm -hmm. and you're actually worse than you were like equilibrium is your equilibrium is lower than it was. And so that's where injuries come in. And that's why my deadlift was probably an issue is because I just, I turned it around too quickly. I wasn't recovered properly and, and that's an injury happens. And then that the, (laughs) one of the worst things that we can do is get hurt working out because one, it stinks for the rest of your life, but two, then you can't work out anymore. <laughs> and and we talk about all the time that consistency is the number one factor in success. So living to fight another day is absolutely essential when it comes to working out. Like you're better off doing three days a week for a year at a seven out of 10 and being able to do that every single week versus doing five days a week nine out of 10 for two weeks getting hurt and having to take three months off. That's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the sad reality is a lot of people do that. They go as hard as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And it usually, it usually, it not, I haven't seen many injuries from that, but it's usually like a crash and burn. Like they're exhausted. Yeah. They can't keep up the schedule. You know, it's negatively impacting relationships, mm-hmm. sleep, food. Cause mm-hmm. think about it. Like a lot of the times when someone's stressed out, and I'm sure you've seen this with clients when they're stressed, it's either alcohol or food typically, yep. right? Or dopamine hits from social media or Netflix, that kind of shit. Yeah. But if you're stressed already and you're reaching for food and you have problems with stress eating and you add this high intensity workout to your day every single day, adding more stress, how are yeah. you supposed to control what you eat when you're just piling on, even though it's good stress, it's still piling on the body, like, or it becomes a mentality of like, I, yeah, I worked my ass off this week. I deserve to eat xyz like that's a whole yeah. other issue i've seen yeah like you said like it impacts sleep and if you're not sleeping well yeah you're not recovering if you're not recovering your performance is gonna be impacted then you're just gonna be tired all the time that's what i see with people like i'm so tired but i work out all the time i'm like let's just scale it back like that's yeah. sometimes that's really it less less is oftentimes more when it comes to to working out i feel like because it's rather it's easier to do less better and then it's also it's a lot easier to add on versus the guilt that comes when you say you come out with an expectation on yourself like i'm gonna do five days a week right Mm -hmm. i'm getting back into it i'm gonna do five days a week or whatever for an hour and then you can't stick with that for whatever reason because it's like almost impossible for parents to go find five you know you know every day for that's that's a that's a tall ask yeah um and, and so then we miss a day and then we, there's the guilt and the associated with that and all the then trickle down effects of that. And then you either like call it say like, Oh, I didn't do it. Or you try to play catch up and uh-huh. then you're, you're, you're never going to catch up. Yeah. Right. So I always tell like clients, I'm like, Hey, do let's do one day less to start than you think you can do. Nice. Like if you think you want to do four days, let's do three Yeah, and let's get three with consistency. And you might find that you want to stay there, but like, I'd rather you do two days for a month and be like, 
itching to do another one. Yeah. And then nice. we add that in versus, hey, let's start with four and then have to scale it back because you couldn't keep up with that. Yeah. It's the power of getting wins early on and, yeah. and kind of snowballing some confidence that like, hey, maybe this time is different versus every other time. Absolutely. And I think that's a it's a big thing, like with adherence and expectations, that's the biggest thing with with clients and just success in general is like you you have such high expectations, but it's not realistic most of the time. So I've yet to have one. I think I have one or two clients of the last few years actually do five days a week consistently. Yeah. But it's rare. And and when yeah. often when people come to me like, yeah, like, you know, I could work out every day if you, if you know, if you want me to, I'm like, I don't, I really don't <laughs> like, I, I'm happy to no. give you a three day plan to start. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go on walks and you're off t- on off days, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to go swimming, do some hiking, whatever. But it's rare that I'll start someone off. And I've had two clients stick out of my mind in the last two years that one guy, he he comes from strongman. And he was like, he was doing three a day a week. And I was like, I, I can, I can, I can probably do a fourth. And I'm like, I can load a fourth one as a bonus if you want to, if you get the chance to do it, but it's yeah. not going to be part of the structured program that we have. And he messaged me back a couple of weeks later. He was like, I'm glad you didn't load that in because I would have felt guilty because I, I would have missed it every single time. Yeah. And that's huge. Like if you're if you go three for three, three for three, like you just feel yeah. great. You didn't miss yeah. a workout. And if you go three for four, three for four, it's not bad, but that that voice in your head is gonna be like, Well, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm not I'm not there yet. And yeah. the other client I had, she was doing five, six days a week of strength training. And she she just she didn't have a lot of weight to lose, a lot of fat to lose, but it was it was there and her her cravings were all over the place she couldn't control her eating so i knew what the issue was she was just it was she was working out too much it was literally yeah. just like way too much so we scaled her back to 3 days for a bit yeah. and then we did 4 days for a bit and she just took off like her yeah. nutrition was on point after her sleep was good she felt stronger she had more yeah. energy and i'm like you were doing too much like i think she was doing a whole program mm-hmm. that her another coach gave her but i was like man like more is is like you said it's like never better pretty much yeah well, and, and what you said there, I think, is is huge, is that starting small and getting the three for threes, right, from working out. And then the same thing is true with nutrition. I'm sure you, you think about the same way with, with your clients with nutrition, right? If, if we say, all right, day one, here's your calorie count, here's your macros, like you're weighing everything, you're going to hit these targets, and then you don't because yeah. you haven't actually learned how to do it, then you're going to feel like you're failing all along the way versus like starting small and doing something as simple like, Hey, I'm going to add a serving of protein to one of my meals every day. Like people are like, Oh, that doesn't do anything. Well then the next week you add it to another one of your meals. And then the next week you add it to the third one. And then the next week you add a veggie. And then all of a sudden you stack a couple of, you know, 12 weeks of adding one thing a week and just owning it on top of each other. All of a sudden at the end, this is what my clients always say. They get to the end of 12 weeks and they're like, I don't feel like I really did anything. And I'm like, look back at your first three days of, of food logs versus what you just ate the last three days. So like, yeah, it looks phenomenally different. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I made any drastic changes. And that's where people get to. Because if you say you're like, I want a lifestyle, that's huge. But if you try to change your lifestyle all at once, then it's a diet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and nice. It, it, nice. You know, so it's it's too drastic. It's too jarring. We have to, you build a lifestyle over time just like with having kids, right? You don't, you don't, they don't pop out as a five-year-old, you know, you have to like, <laughs> you, you get the, the little, as much as it's like, Hey, it's challenging. Cause you're not sleeping anything. Yeah. The first month and a half, they don't really need much, you know, they're, no. they're they sleep, they eat, they poop and that's about it. You know? Mm. So the, you, you grow into the new challenges as you, as you get stronger with them. Yeah. Um, and you see it in your kids too, right? Like they don't, they don't, do things before they're ready you know you have to do this sequentially yeah in order to get there and the older they get the different problems like problems don't go away they're just new yeah which is which is normal and i'm learning that as i get older with kids with business my own fitness it's like you you're supposed to have good problems as you Mm -hmm. get older because it means you're improving right if you're if you never face any real challenges you're never really pushing yourself i think right or you're never being in situations where it, it pushes for growth but yeah like we have you know our second board's 19 months now he's not the same as our first one was and it's like yeah. sometimes it's the most frustrating thing because like it, <laughs> our first one was an easy toddler yeah our second born is not 
at all. So it's yeah. like he is stubborn. He screams our firstborn. Never scream. Never scream like that. Tantrums. But now he has attitude as a five year old. <laughs> like he'll <laughs> he'll give us the lip. He'll he'll come at me with phrases that I've said, and I'm yeah. like. That's my fault that you know that. <laughs> so it's yep. it's the challenges, yeah. Like you said, yeah. you'll as you you know grow as a, as a father, like you'll see the same thing. It's like, yeah, challenges don't go away; they're just different. Yeah. Well, and it's almost frustrating. It's I think the most frustrating thing is when you feel like you're you're facing the same challenge. That's what I hear from so many clients all the time when you first start out. Is like I feel like I've done this so many times, mm -hmm. and, and I'm back. You know, like. It, it takes a lot to take another before photo, you know, like, Oh, this is like, I, I've done this again. I've done this again. And it, and it starts to feel like you, you, you believe a little bit less that it's going to be any different. Yeah. And so exactly what you're saying, like it's, it's enjoyable to face new challenges because it feels like I've accomplished the old one. Yeah. Right. Like I've, I've overcome whatever that is. And as much as this is a new challenge, it's I'm, I'm, more refreshed to take it on because mm. it's not the same thing that I have always done. Cause then you don't feel like you've, you don't feel like you've made any progress. And so it's like, why am I even going to bother when I know the outcome? It's true. You just described what you were explaining in the beginning of the podcast with you yeah. like, trying to get in shape, you know, and yep. before the wedding, what, what were you doing nutrition wise? Cause you told us a bit about what you're doing training wise. I did what, you know, everybody does. Right. So I, I, chicken breasts and broccoli and kale for every, you know, for every meal. And, um, and then all of a sudden three weeks later, I was eating chicken nuggets and pizza and, and French fries for every meal. Cause it yeah. was like, I can't, I can't keep up with this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you go all or nothing on it where like I had, I tried to change it all at once. And it was like, this isn't enjoyable. I Googled like top 10 superfoods, you know, or like, Oh yeah. The, or the, the, the diet that Chris Hemsworth used to get in shape for Thor, you know, nice. and they're listening like, all right, he ate like cod every meal for six meals a day and broccoli. And you're like, cod is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's gross. Like there are, there are so many better white fish. And, and like it's, but, you know, so it, you get into that place where you just, it's the same thing. It's all or nothing. So like I was doing a workout program that was six days a week. I was eating rabbit food and and there was no in between for me and i could yeah. do it for 12 weeks but i i say it all the time like if you can't if it's not about what you could do for 12 weeks it's like what do you want to do for 12 months or 12 years yeah because if you don't want to do it for that amount of time then there's really no point in doing it for a short amount of time because what do you do afterward and that was always my trouble it's like all right i get to the end of it now yeah do I repeat it? no i don't want to because that sucks for the yeah. last 12 weeks that's where you get people in perpetually just dieting every year or multiple yeah. times a year where it's like they try something usually it's ultra restrictive you know cutting yeah. out carbohydrates tunes tends to be the number one thing yeah. and then they're like well something came up and they couldn't keep it up so they just went back to the old way of eating so it's like don't just jump into like i'm gonna go on a diet that's yeah. not a thing right you, yeah. you don't go on a diet the diet is everything that you eat and it's funny because my five-year-old asked me that when I talk, I forget what I said about diet. He's like, what's a diet? And I said, it's, it's the food you eat. That's And that's literally it. It's, yeah. it's diet is literally the food you eat. In this case, people say, I'm going to go on a diet to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds. Okay. But then what are you going to do after? That's, that's, yeah. I think the biggest issue, right? You know, marketing media, it all talks about losing the weight. Mm -hmm. losing the weight is the easier part. Yeah. You, it's people don't know how to maintain it because they don't either they don't know or they don't think past or it's just or a combination of both but i think that's where as coaches we have to help people see that cut out things all you want but if you can't keep it up it's it becomes useless like it doesn't help it just makes it harder like you said you're restarting again and again yeah. and then you're just then maybe you just don't bother yeah well it's a negative connotation too right it's it's about restriction versus versus positive right like mm -hmm. i was talking a client of mine uh the other day and he was talking about like i he he said he used to go to the gym to like after he he, he ate pizza and then he'd be like oh i gotta go to the gym to like pay my penance oh, for geez. eating the pizza and but it's like it's totally the mindset that we get into with blinking working out and and nutrition is like there's there's good food and there's bad food if i eat bad food i'm bad Therefore, my punishment is my workout, which is a punishment, right? So both of these are negative things versus flipping them on their head. Instead of thinking about what am I not going to eat? 
notice when I said like, Hey, here's a, a game plan. None of it was, I'm all right. You're going to first week. You're going to stop eating carbs. Second week, yeah. you're gonna stop eating processed foods. It was add protein in, add a vegetable in, like think about what you are eating instead. And, and same thing with your workout. Like I'm, I'm going to go do this workout to get better, not to punish myself for the things that I did. So mm-hmm. when we flip it on its head and it becomes a positive thing. And, and because the outcome that we're getting is a positive outcome. I'm not just losing the weight. I'm gaining muscle. I'm gaining confidence. I'm gaining energy. I want to feel better. Like these are positive things. So, mm-hmm. um, because then you free yourself up, right? Like it was your birthday yesterday. Like I know you had donuts and, and yeah. beer and, and like the idea that you're not going to do those things is ludicrous. Yeah. But also the idea that then you have to feel guilty because you did those things or do something extreme in response to that is flawed as well, because then you don't even enjoy it when you're doing. It. Yeah. Or it's a regret thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, there's no, there's no need for it. And that's where, I make it a point to tell all my clients pretty much in the first like couple of weeks. So if it, if it comes up, don't, you don't have to count a damn thing, birthdays, mm-hmm. anniversaries, weddings, like just enjoy it. Right. Do I, it. I, I'd be a hypocrite if I was sitting there calculating like every, every calorie and every little mini beer I had yesterday. Like why it's, it's my birthday. I'm going to eat today's yeah. another day. I'm going to go back to kind of how I ate the day before my birthday, which is just balanced protein based, you know, being mindful. It, it doesn't have to be, all or nothing. I think again with parents, you already have enough going on to yeah. to want to lose weight is one thing, but to go into it thinking that or or having it be like a negative experience, there's no way you're going to come out of it with a positive outcome, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah. well, I, have to, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. Well, this is going to suck. Well, is it going? If it's going to suck, it's going to suck. You're not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well. And think about like when you talk to your kids, right? What is, what's the first thing they do when you tell them not to do something? Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like just under, like know how our brains work. Like it's all right. I'm not going to eat this. Well, what, what is my, my two-year-old who doesn't like, he just looks at me and smiles. I'm like, don't do that. And he just (laughs) looks and does it slowly. Right. Like I'm going to get it. And I'm like, don't, I don't even want, you're like, do you want a timeout? No. Okay. But like, this is the mindset that we get into with ourselves. Like we think that we're somehow more evolved than that, but primitively we want what we can't have. And so if you don't have things that you can't have, there's nothing I can't have. And I don't want there to be yeah. like, there are things that I, 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 I actually said this day, like I'm way more likely to eat things like salmon and grilled chicken and broccoli and sweet potato if I also eat, you know, slice of pizza, have a margarita, have a donut, That's you know fun. what I mean? Like yeah. if, if I'm having those things and I know that those things aren't off limits, then I'm way more likely to go the other direction and eat all these other things because I know that that's not all that I'm eating. And I like those things, right? You find ways that you, you eat them that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, if I'm, there's nothing off limits, then I'm much so like the way that I distract my kid from the thing that I don't want him to do is I give him something else to do. Nice. So you know what I mean? Like, hey, don't touch that. Here's your crayons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Draw on, I'll color on the wall. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm fine with you doing that. But like, don't stand on the kitchen table and jump off. Like, <laughs> that's dangerous. Yeah. I'd rather you make a mess than do something dangerous. But yeah. you got to give the alternative positive thing to do that he wants to do. Mm hmm in order to get them to stop doing the thing you don't want them to do. Yeah. It's, it's tough for, for parents, especially people over 30, right? They, they probably tried to, to, to lose weight a few times yeah. over their, over their last 10 years. And it depends how old their kids are. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the biggest issues, it's a lot of like fitness in North America mm-hmm. is rooted in bodybuilding culture, yep. which is, isn't shitting on bodybuilders, but bodybuilding culture is way more extreme because yeah. it has to be. Like that's, that's what that sport is. You have to get down, you have to get down to single digit body fat. They don't walk around like that year round. It is a sport. They train for that. They live for that. So anyone thinking of like copying whatever routines they saw or following an actor's diet they did for a role, like he gets paid to do that. That's his, (laughs) that's his life. I do a lot of things for $20 million. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like to, to copy that stuff. And I'm like, first of all, 
I mean, I, I always take those things with a grain of salt. I'm like, nah, I don't really believe that shit, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but also he's not, he doesn't have to take care of his kids all day necessarily. He doesn't yeah. work a full-time job on top of training or, you know, filming. A, he has everything cooked for him. You know, there's things that mm-hmm. if you just take a step back and yeah. if you're one of those people who look at what others are doing, especially like celebrities, take a step back and, and just analyze like, where are you in your life? Where are they? Not to say one is better or worse, just mm-hmm. different. Like even you and I, Jeff, we were similar scenarios, but mm-hmm. how I operate and how you operate are probably very different in terms yeah. of our own nutrition training yeah. histories, right? Like I have a history yeah. of being a fat kid. Like I love yeah. my my you know treats and stuff, and sometimes I go overboard, but it's it's what you do with the situation you're in now. It's like comparing yeah. and trying to take from someone else. Again, it's the same thing. It's not it's not going to work. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, well, like you, you look at these movie stars and things like that. And, and you you hear interviews with these guys afterward, right? Like, you know, everybody always wants, like they have a big shirtless scene. Right. And, and also like they're doing nuts stuff to look good for those shirtless scenes. Right. Like they're like dehydrating themselves. This is not normal. stuff. this is what these bodybuilders do. They're like spray tans and, you know, and dehydrated and it's like nuts, but you, you hear any of these people talk about it. And they were miserable. Yeah. Like they hated it. Like my favorite one is Zach Efron went on somewhere after his Baywatch thing. And I'm sure if you haven't like seen his picture, from Bay- he looks like he's carved from stone, right? Yeah. Like this is unbelievable. The picture from him for Baywatch is unbelievable. But he's like, dude, I never want to do that again. That was awful. Like it was just, it's not a normal thing to do these things. Like these, they're doing it because they get paid a lot for it or like bodybuilders, they get, they're a different species of human than the rest of us. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they really are. Like it's, it's, it's a sport. Like it's the same thing. Like Tom Brady does stuff and that's why he's playing at 44 years old, 45 years old mm-hmm. that I wouldn't do, but it's his sport. And he's like maniacal about it and, and it's good for him. Right. But he also gets paid a lot of money to do it. And it's like, it's his main focus. It's his thing. Yeah. And, and the idea that, People don't walk around like I'm I'm a pretty lean guy. You are too. Like pretty, you know, pretty I don't walk around in like, you know, low single digit body fat because you just there's the the downside of all of that is yeah. like, is the cost of it is just it's pretty high and and your kids don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my kid, we were at the pool the other day and and my kid like he didn't care what I he just wanted me in the pool with him. Yeah. And he wanted me to throw him up in the air for 23 minutes straight. Yeah. And I, that's what I wanted to be able to do. Right. Yeah. I want, I want the energy to be able to do that. I don't have that energy if I'm like at single digit body fat and, and counting my, my stuff. No, it's not, it's the trade-offs not worth it. John Goodman talks about it all the time. Yeah. Be, I think his tagline is being shredded sucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's not fun, man. Like I've the leanest I got was a couple of years ago for first photo shoot. I was like, I want to get, I want to yeah. get as lean as I can for a shoot. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Like I didn't, I didn't diet long enough. The end of it, I had to go, I had to go dehydration and do all that shit. And it's like energy is gone. Yeah. Sex drive is low. Yeah. Like you don't really want to do much. And it's yeah. and it, it. the other thing with that too, is if you're not careful, there's a quick rebound. Like if you don't <laughs> do an, a proper transition yeah. away from that. Yeah. So I, I have a, I have a little quick rebound after a couple of weeks. I'm like, let's slow it down a little bit. Cause like you're, yeah. you're restricting calories pretty friggin' low for a long time and, and yeah it might feel good and i think it depends on the person for me it was i wanted to prove that i could do it because i'd always been yeah. overweight or self-conscious but it's like yeah. i'm much more comfortable now heavier than i've been in a long time than mm-hmm. i was 10 years ago it's just mindset yeah. change you know and it's it's lifestyle like i miss workouts i get workouts in i eat yeah. pretty healthy foods most of the time i eat other stuff other times it's like you said you have to create the lifestyle there's no yeah there's no secrets. There's no shortcuts. Like that's, that's oh. the thing. Yeah. Well, I love what you said there too, that you're, you're heavier than you've been in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, I think a lot of people, particularly moms that I work with, and then, again, I'm not crapping on moms at all because this is absolutely true across the board for dads. And, and I don't want to pick, but like, this is all the moms that I work with get concerned about the number on the scale yep. and it's, it's natural, but like what's infuriating for them. And, <laughs> and I'm sure you see it it's it's easier for guys to lose weight one because they have more to lose oftentimes but they have a lot less going on we are much less complicated beings than you are like there are so many factors mental cycle and hormones and all these things especially as you get a little bit older you start to flirt with menopause and all these kinds of stuff it's just 
it's Looney Tunes, but like the number on the scale is, is we can get so hung up on it, but I weigh the same amount now as I did when I was in my worst shape. Like I weigh exactly the same. now. It wasn't, it wasn't like I, I went down and then back up again, but like yeah. the number, it looks very different. Mm-hmm. And, and I have, uh, I had a, a mom client the other day who she, she lost in like between her measurements, she lost over the course of two weeks, her average weight actually went up two pounds, but she lost two inches off of her waist in that period wow. of time, which is like crazy. If you think about like the amount of muscle that she must've put on, if she yeah. lost that much fat. So uh, Dan Ros- Rosenthal, who's, who's uh, in our, our, our cohort, he has a phrase that I don't know if he stole from somebody, but I steal it all the time. It's like inch loss is fat loss. Yeah. Which means like, the number on the scale is one number. Like you could have like, you got more, like you just haven't pooped in a a little bit, you know, like, like let's just get real about it. Or like you had a salty meal the night before or your period's coming up or whatever it is. Like the number on the scale can go up, but there are so many different factors into what indicates progress. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is hard, right? Because you, you, if you're doing it every day and you weigh yourself every day and you're not necessarily taking measurements or progress photos every day, you can feel a little discouraged. Yep. But at the same time, know that that is one number in a holistic picture of what's happening. Yep. And I think a lot of people under underestimate what number on the scale they actually need to get to in order to look the way oh. that they, they think they want to. So they're like, I have a lot of people like, I want to get to 125 pounds i'm like you would look exactly how you describe yourself looking with a little bit of muscle on you at 140 yep like you yep. know what i mean like you you that's not the same thing like you don't need to be this this tiny like yeah. you're not you're not 19 anymore um that's where you don't one. have any muscle on you yeah um, like your your body is different than it was but you can still look exactly how you hoped you would but not have that number be the same it's tough. It's almost like reprogramming on our end because there is a ton of attachment to that scale number. And it's, I've been there too. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, saying I I haven't, but it, it's why do we get so attached to it? Like t- yeah. to the point where a ton of clients I, I have coming on board, we just don't, we don't really weigh in. We maybe yeah. buy, maybe bi-weekly, yeah. but, you know, how they feel, how their pictures uh, are, how their clothes fit. Yeah. It means so much more. Cause you're, so it's true. More. What you said is, is very true. Like I've had, Personally, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get down to 200 pounds. Things was like eight years ago, nine years mm-hmm. ago. And I got down to 200 pounds and I still wasn't happy. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, well, I'm 6'3". Like, am I going to go to 190? Like, what? Yeah. what is this here? So it's yeah. typically if you have a number that you want to see on the scale, subtract another 10 pounds for fat loss. If you have a yeah. body composition you want to have, it's usually going to add a little bit of weight to it too. It's not, yeah. it's never going to be like this end all be all. The best shape yeah. I've ever been in. I was probably 225. That was yeah. lean, muscular, uh, probably two years ago. Yeah. I never thought it was, it was, I always thought that I had to be like 205 to be like the leanest I got. Now I'm 240. It's funny because when I was 240 in, I was thinking it was 18, 17, like I was big. That was the worst I ever felt. 18, 19, yep. 20 years old, too. I was just big. And now I'm 240 big, but like people are like, you're in such great shape. And I'm like, this 240 and that 240 are different. Like I was fluff ball. Yeah. Now it's yeah. now it's like the anti-dad bod kind of movement now, a heavier. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, the scale doesn't it doesn't tell the whole picture. There's I think there's like five to seven yeah. reasons you'll fluctuate every single day for the scale. Yeah. Right. Poop, yeah, hydration, sleep, stress. And stress is another big yeah. one too. Like if you're stressed every day and you're not taking any time yep. for yourself, that scale is just gonna perpetually stay high. But it doesn't mean you're not losing fat. Yeah, for sure. Well, and and this is like, I think to to your point, you probably looked heavier than 240 at that point Mm. if somebody were to look at you. And then you probably look less than 240 now. And it's the same thing for me. Like people are surprised when they, when I tell them how, how much I weigh. And it's because we, we misconstrue like what we think actually these target weights are. Yeah. And people are, are smaller than, than you think they are because oftentimes if if they're leaner because we carry you know the whole muscle weighs more than fat thing is you know it's absolutely true like you you can weigh more like i i have a a a different female client who her big thing was like i want to feel good in my clothes right she's like her none of her pants are fitting anymore Mm -hmm. she went up she went up two pounds and her pants fit better huh so it's 
you know what I mean? Like yeah. over the course of 12 weeks, she lost, she lost like four inches off her waist. She went up two pounds and all of her pants fit better. Beautiful. So we, we misconstrue the, the numbers on the, on the scale here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a little bit. I think we can both agree that most women, I say, especially over 40, but over 30 as well, need to build more muscle mass. And I think that's sure. something that maybe they still don't understand of why, but it's, it's body composition, metabolism. It, it's just, mm-hmm. it's better for the body in general to have muscle, especially for longevity sake. We even talked about yeah. when you're in your sixties and seventies, like you want to have yeah. some muscle because the less you have now, the even less you're going to have after 50, Yeah, you know, as yeah. your muscle tends to starts to go away Drops right up. Yeah. and what happens. Right. So it's like, I know it's not sexy to talk about because it's like, no one wants to talk about when they're old and potentially falling over, but it's true. Like if you have a good frame of muscle, in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, you're going to be much healthier after 50, after 60. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, especially for women, too, when we're talking about, like, bone density and osteoporosis and all these kinds of things, right? Like, you get stronger bones by lifting muscle, but it's also the cheat code to getting lean, right? Like, you lose fat more efficiently. Like, I always do a, a, a money analogy, and this is, like, a little bit of a math teacher in me, so forgive me if this nerds out a little bit, but, like, you, you never get wealthy working a nine to five job, just working a nine to five job and, mm. and living off your salary, right? You have to find a, a way to make money while you sleep in order to, to compound on itself. And so yeah. the same is true with like when, going back to what we talked about with workouts and like within the hour, right? How many calories do I burn? Like you could go way, way harder and maybe you burn another 50 calories, right? <laughs> 50 calories is like one Oreo, you know? So like you have to find a way to increase the rest of the calories that you're burning throughout the day and be able to burn more calories while you sleep. Well, you burn more calories while you sleep by holding more muscle on your body because your muscle requires it. So if you build more muscle by lifting heavier weights and eating sufficient protein, then you actually burn more fat while you're sleeping and you don't need to do endless hours of time actually in the gym and you can spend less time in the gym and more time doing the rest of the things you want to do so by lifting weights you're going to make a lot more progress in burning fat than you are just being a hamster on the wheel trying to burn calories within that hour that's like just i'm going to try to bump up my salary at some Mm -hmm. point you need to be able to invest some money and make money while you sleep i love that that analogy made sense. I was like, I was worried there before you jumped in. I was like, uh, I was, like, I, I, I follow to, this one along. I've tried to refine. I've tried to refine it because I, I, I used to get glazed looks, so I, I gotta, I gotta no, make it one, a little bit more palatable. That one definitely <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing. I mean, we it goes back to what we said earlier. It's like when someone jumps into, I want to lose weight. What do they start doing? A bunch of cardio or high yep. intensity workouts. So it's like, I don't. I never really program cardio for clients unless they they have like an event coming up that they have to do. I'm like, if you like cardio, cool. Yeah. Weight training is first priority. If we can work yeah. the cardio around that. That's fine. But the hit hit classes kind of bring them down to a minimum. Yeah. Because your your best course bang of effort, if you had to, yeah, best bang for your buck, exactly, is going to be weight training, aiming to get stronger, and just doubling down effort on nutrition. Like you don't yeah. have to put as much effort into working out as people think. That's always like their go to. Um, yeah, I have someone who comes in mind who she didn't finish my program. She, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but now I see that she's, she's working out really, really hard. And in my head, I'm like, I, I hope she can keep it up. Yeah. But I also know what people are like. And it's like, you get motivated, you go hard for a couple of weeks, something might happen. You kind of fall off. I hope she goes through with it. I hope yeah. she's well, but it's like, find something you can sustain. Don't just yeah. rely on like when I feel good, okay, I'm going to go hard. Just do it regardless. That's that's that yeah. becomes it. And I think if the last two and a half years can tell, you know, paint a picture. It's like you, you got to show up. You got to show up and do yeah. something no matter what, right? It might yeah. suck. might not be the greatest kind of situation. But hey, you know, life goes on. You got to kind of do the thing or you're just going to be in the same place year after year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you said something really important. Like if you're waiting on motivation – and relying on motivation, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure because motivation can be f- as fleeting as five minutes, yeah. right? Like I'm motivated and then all of a sudden something happens and I lose that motivation, right? Motivation is, is not a factor. And, and think about parents, right? Like 
you're not motivated at two in the morning when your kid wakes up to scream, but you go do it because it's your dad, your mom, right? Yeah. Like it's who you are and you do it regardless of how you feel. And that's how you, you become something, but you have to do it, right? Like when you become a parent, like when I became a parent, it wasn't, na- I like my sleep, right? I did not yeah. like, weird. but you have to do it even when you don't want to. And then soon it becomes easier to do it mm-hmm. because you become, it's like you, Your the more you do it, yeah, the more you do it, the more you become the person who does it more. Yep. And and action precedes motivation. Like you you become I'm more motivated to to do those things with my for my kids. Um even in the middle of the night, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do this because I I'm dad and and they they've come to rely on me as dad. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm dependable for them. Yeah. Like they count on me because I've done it, you know? And it it wasn't always when I was motivated, but I do it regardless and so taking that action even when you don't feel like it and especially when you don't feel like it Mm -hmm. and and what i always used to say as a teacher like don't take a zero you know like kids would just like not turn in homework yeah (laughs) like turn in anything you know i'm a nice teacher i'll give you some credit and that's gonna be better like don't just take a zero on it take get something nice do something and then that doing something is oftentimes going to be the the motivation you need to get in for the next one Right. But if you skip it, then it's the opposite effect and you get the guilt and the shame and the whatever. Right. You got to show up, you do something. Mm -hmm. And then that's a that's a springboard for the next the next thing and the next thing. I love it. And you said something powerful, too, where, you know, your kids obviously dependent on you, especially at this age that they're at. But also they're depending on you to be at your, you know, fittest, healthiest, energetic self. So like parents listening to this, don't just show up for your kids when they need you or ask for something. Yeah. You show up for your kids in ways when they're not there, going to bed on time, eating, you know, a mostly nutritious diet, getting workouts in when you don't want to. Like, these are the most powerful ways to show up for your kids, right? Mm-hmm. It's without them asking for help, because there's going to get to a point where you're going to get older and they're going to get older and, you know, you might start asking them for help, right? Mm-hmm. And, and know every parent listening to this is like, I don't, I don't want that to happen, mm-hmm. but it doesn't start no, then it starts now. You got to kind of put in the work now. Like I, I love sleep too. And it got to a point where I know I need to get out of the house to go work out. My alarm has been set for five 30. Yep. The mornings are not fun to get up, but I'm like, I no. need to get up because if once I do, and you said it, like I wasn't motivated to go, but now yeah. that I've been going, I feel better. I feel great. Yeah. And I want to keep going. Like, why would I, why would I stop? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, that's just, as you said, action precedes motivation. And you see some results and you feel good. Then you have more motivation and you take more action. It just becomes this cycle of snowball. That's it. Yeah. Snowball. Sure. Love it. Well, well, last thing that you said there is, is, I don't know if it's cool for you. uh, If you're, if your parents or your wife's parents are around, but like one of the coolest things for me is seeing my parents and my wife's parents with our kids. Mm -hmm. Right. And being able to like get down on the floor with them and like flip them around and do all this stuff. And my parents aren't old, right? They're like 60 years old. Mm. Uh, but like you see other parents that uh, grandparents that aren't able to, right? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I want to be able to do that with my kids' kids, right? Yep, and, yep. and like you, you reap what you sow a little bit. Like what you what you plant now, you won't necessarily see the benefits of it for sometimes 5, 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. but you, you're seeing right now, I'm sure the, what you planted 5, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. think about where do you want to be down the road and, and what can you do now to make yourself not just a great parent for your kids, but a great grandparent for, cause my kids freaking love it. I love they that. They love going to hang out with grandparents my, because grandparents are involved. Yeah. My grandparent, no. So my parents and my wife's parents so a couple of them have passed away now, but um, they were not, they're not in, in the best of shape, right? They, they yeah. sore knees, ankles, backs, hips. Yeah. Like it's, so I've seen where they feel bad that they can't get on the yeah. floor and play around. So that just, that just makes, puts a fire into my ass. Like I don't want to yeah. be there. I want to make sure my wife's not there. Like that's the kind of stuff. Cause I, and I've joked about being like the jacked 50 year old dad. That's, that's fun for me. I think that'd yeah. be great. Right. And jacked is a relative term at 50 versus you know, 33, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think longevity, longevity is huge. And, and parents who think that way and think long-term, you said it, you have to put in the work now. Like you, you yeah. do what you sow and it changes not easy. It's not supposed to be, but it's worth it. At the end of the day, yeah. you know, the road is going to be bumpy. 
but it's supposed to be because if it's not bumpy, you're comfortable, you're not making any changes, you're never getting to that point of you know happiness, healthy, whatever it might be for you. Um, I do have to jet in a couple minutes, yeah. but I'd love to hear one golden nugget from you, Jeff. This conversation has been amazing. We can go on for hours, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, we could. Uh, golden nugget. Um, yeah, I would say, uh, man, we've, we've done so many go golden nuggets in here. Um, if you're, if you're thinking about <laughs> where, where you, where you want to be is important to think about where you want to be, but you also have to own where you are right now and why you can't stay there. So like my, my experience, uh, you think about COVID right in New York city and there's like people like this mass exodus from New York city and they're like leaving everything that they can to like leave the city because they're like, if we stay here, we'll die kind of thing. Like that was the, that's how it felt at the wow. beginning. And, and so where you want to go is important, right? Like I'd love to go to Italy. Wonderful. And I'm sure at some point I will go to Italy, but like, it is not urgent for me to go to Italy because yeah. it's just something I'd like to do. But if I was in a situation where like, I cannot stay here, I have to go somewhere. And mm -hmm. then where do I want to go? I want to go to Italy. I'm much more likely to make that move. If I own the fact that right now is not a place for me to stay. Hmm. So it's, it's, you need to, when you when you think about going somewhere, yeah. right? Like a GPS, if I was telling you how to get to my house and I was giving you directions, I need to know where you're coming from. Yep. Otherwise you're going to end up like, so in order to get where you're trying to get to, you have to identify. Oftentimes we think about point B mm -hmm. and, and that's what you're talking about with the magazines and the, and the celebrities and whatever. And we have this like vision of where we want to be, but you have to also own where point A is in order to find the path from point A to point B. Love it. So That's I think we oftentimes miss really recognizing the place that we are because that's going to help us stay on track when it gets difficult is yep. like, I can't, I actually can't stay at point A. Yep. It's not just, Oh, I'd like to be there. It's like, this is not a place for me to be. Mm -hmm. It's a tough conversation to have with yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. a, yeah. That's that's a, you gotta, you gotta look at, look at the person in the mirror and be like, is this, is this really where I want to be? Yeah. Is this, what, is this who I want to be for my kids and for my spouse? I love it. Powerful stuff. You're right. You're absolutely right. I do. Uh, unfortunately, I have to cut this yeah. at this time. But uh, Jeff, man, thanks so much for for taking the time uh, coming on the podcast and, and having this chat with me. Of course, John. Love it, man. Loved it. And uh, yeah, it's good to chat. Where can uh, where can everyone find you online? Uh, Instagram at Jeff Delzell Fitness. Uh, D is in dog. A L Z is in zebra. E L L uh, is how you spell my last name. Um, or on Facebook, Jeff Delzell, spelled like the same way. Um, Perfect. And this may, I enjoyed this. So I may make a podcast at some point. There this you go. Something yeah. Something I'm thinking about. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I definitely, I definitely want to be a guest on that for sure. Yeah. You would be, you would be the first call. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Jeff. I got to run, but uh, thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right.